Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, what do I always tell you? Who are the most dangerous people in the world? It's not stupid people, because some stupid people know they're stupid. And they don't do stupid stuff because they know their limitations. The most dangerous people in the I'm sorry to say it. It's true. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. The most dangerous people in the world are stupid, smart people. People who have incredible aptitude, incredible achievement. You know, three-digit IQs in the 130, 140, maybe higher range. Who knows? But they're really stupid at the same time. I'm going to get to the stupid, smart people in a minute. I'm going to talk about the tyranny of experts because Fauci Gate's about to explode. Hmm. Get a VPN today for peace of mind online. Go to my friends, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Protect your online activity today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. We got Fauci Gate. Here's we, we got Fauci. This is like a sale in a store. We got DeSantis strikes again. We got Biden getting nailed to the wall with three big lies again. I got that. What else do I got? What else? We got, holy, is this racist, too? That segment, which you are going to love. Loaded show. Today's show brought to you by, a little excited today, a little too much coffee, maybe. ExpressVPN. You ever read the fine print appears when you start browsing in incognito mode? It says your activity might still be visible to your employer, your school, or your internet service provider. What's the point of incognito, then? To stop people from seeing the sites you visit, you need to do what I do. Use ExpressVPN. Think about all the times you've used Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, hotel, your parents' house. Without ExpressVPN, every site you visit could be logged by the admin of that network. And it's still true even when you're in incognito mode. I mean, you really want your parents to see what you've been looking at? <laughs> What's more, your home internet provider can also see and record your browsing data. In the U.S., they're legally allowed to sell that data to advertisers. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all of your network data and reroutes it to a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays just that, private. ExpressVPN works on all your devices. It's really easy to use. The app literally is one button. You tap it to connect, and your browsing activity is then secure from prying eyeballs. Stop letting strangers invade your online privacy. Protect yourself today at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Use my link at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Get three extra months free. Expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. All right, Joe, let's go. <laughs> so, the tyranny of experts. Ladies and gentlemen, I've set off and stupid, smart people are the most dangerous people in the world. People that throw their credentials in your face. PhD, MA, MBA, JD, MD, and you're like, gosh, that guy's really dumb. With all those degrees, you'd think he'd be a little bit smarter than that. They are the most dangerous people in the world. Why are stupid, smart people so dangerous? Because they don't understand the limitations of their own behavior. I would argue that people, some people would call stupid based on IQ levels, are really the smart people. They contribute to the world. They may not have some fancy, you know, degree behind their name, some letter degree from Harvard. But they make the world go round. They contribute, they work, they know their limitations, and they don't do really dumb stuff. I would argue strongly those are some of the most valuable people in the world. The stupid smart people are the dangerous ones. Folks, the Fauci-gate saga, and yes, it is Fauci-gate, has uh, now just taken it to redline levels. We're at like 9,000 RPMs now. 
Dan, what are you talking about? Fauci gate. What happened? You talking about his gain of function videos you played the other day and discussed on the radio show? Uh, what are you talking about? The paper he wrote about gain of function research may, may be worth it risk analysis wise. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something completely different. So a Freedom of Information Act request that became public yesterday where somebody out there wanted Anthony Fauci's emails, the emails became public and there are five or six stunners in there in the Fauci emails, which we're going to go through one, one by one to show you again about the tyranny of experts. Not piling on Fauci. I'm, not, I'm just saying this is a man whose words, ideas, Advice to President Trump at the time and now President Obama has destroyed a lot of lives. And we deserve some accountability. Couple of things, couple of lowlights from the Fauci emails. He appears to have been aware very early on about the lab leak theory. He was warned that China was potentially lying about the lab leak and other things. He questioned the efficacy of masks. Hmm. Had discussions about gain-of-function research. Hmm. Also had some dealings with Mark Zuckerberg at Fakebook, who um, apparently offered some help. But there's an interesting redaction. Oh, that's the last email we'll get to. I'm not trying to tease it unnecessarily. But there's a fascinating redaction in the Zuckerberg-Fauci email. And the reason for the redaction is just incredible. Increíble. Let's get right to email number one here. Here's Dr. Fauci on masks. Fascinating here. I do not recommend you wear a mask, particularly since you are going to be in a very low-risk location. Your instincts are correct. Money is best spent on medical countermeasures such as diagnostic and, uh, diagnostics and vaccines. He also admits that the typical drugstore mask is, quote, not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. Um, you know, folks, again, to be fair and, and not do hysterical radio podcasting for the sake of hysteria, some of this stuff was kind of hinted at or implied by Fauci early. But what's fascinating here is he admits in the email Something I think he kind of danced around in his public presentation on the efficacy of masks that they were, quote, largely ineffective at keeping the virus out. Now, folks, given the fact that there's a risk analysis to be done by actual smart people, not dopey smart people, why were we recommending masks for people who weren't infected if they're acknowledging in the email that the masks are largely ineffective for keeping the virus out understanding that we covered the town hall article last week on the show, in case you missed it, about the efficacy of masks and the latest research from the University of Louisville, where they covered in there that there is a risk to masks. The risk is high from bacteria, not high, excuse me. There is a risk from bacterial infection because of the breakdowns and barrier, barriers in the mouth because of dehydration. So now that we know that, that wearing a mask does carry risk. I understand YouTube and Facebook are probably going to ban this episode because University of Louisville research is not good enough for them. I understand Fauci's emails are meant to be banned. I mean, Facebook appears to have been working with Fauci from the start. I get that. But in the strange event that the communists at YouTube and Facebook actually let this stuff proceed, um, we're going to do actual science here, and I want you to hear about it. From the start, 
it appears Fauci was well aware that the efficacy of masks was low. And now we know from research that there is a risk, granted, not a high risk, but a risk from prolonged mask wearing over four hours. Again, YouTube, Facebook, I know that's research. I know you're not comfortable with that stuff, but it's worth putting out there that they were not honest about this from the start. They pretended wearing a mask all day was a almost no-risk activity while simultaneously playing down the fact that the masks were largely ineffective in keeping virus particles out. Their words, ladies and gentlemen, not mine. Their words. So Fauci, clearly, clearly not telling you the whole story on masks. Fauci gate. And, and, you know, listen, before I go on to email number two, the reason I'm angry about this, again, it's not the pile on Fauci. The reason I'm angry about this is the advice of people like Fauci destroyed millions of lives and businesses, has led to an environmental disaster, masks all over the place, which we have very little evidence now stem the tide of this virus. And we were told this stuff as if it was coming from experts and was authoritative truth. And now we know the entire time they knew otherwise, that the truth was more nuanced. Here's the second Fauci gate email. Here's Fauci on the origins of COVID. This is fascinating. This is from a Christian G. Anderson, Christian G. Anderson to Fauci, CC to Jeremy Farrar. This Christian Anderson says, hey, Tony, starts talking about the characteristics of the COVID-19 virus from Wuhan, China. And he says, here's the line. He highlighted it for us. He says that to see that some of the features potentially look engineered to the virus. So keep this up. Wait, what? I thought we were told from the start, or at least it was heavily implied, that this thing definitely came from bat soup or a pangolin, most definitely. And if you said otherwise, I'll show a headline at the end of the show. You are definitely a conspiracy theorist. That's interesting, because the date of this is January of 2020, folks. January of 2020. Here, it goes on. Christian Anderson to Fauci. I should mention... That after discussions earlier today, he mentions a few names and myself, he says we're all, uh, it says we all find that the genome is inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory. Again, indicating that this may not have had a natural human uh, animal to human transmission and it may not have evolved naturally. Listen, liberals, I know you're having a tough time reading these things because, again, as Guy said this morning, you have adamantium-coated skulls to facts. But in January of 2020, Fauci gets an email from someone clearly questioning, has his email, so I'm assuming he knows him, assuming this is some kind of an expert, is telling him that this may not have evolved naturally. This may have been engineered. How are we hearing about this for the first time in the last few weeks? Again, the tyranny of experts, folks. I can't warn you against this strongly enough. I am not suggesting experts are useless. If it wasn't for experts, you'd never have your car repaired, right? Mechanics are experts in car repair. I'm not. You know, I can change my oil. That's about it. I have no idea how to change the computer chip in my car. I could probably figure it out. Why? We have experts for that. There is a role for experts. Experts who know their limitations. 
But experts can turn tyrannical when they take their, quote, expertise and extrapolate it to larger issues they're unaware of at the time. Mask mandates, businesses being shut down, the origins of COVID. And it becomes tyrannical because their fallback is not evidence. Their fallback isn't we should wear, wear masks because of this evidence or COVID definitely came from nature because of this evidence. Their fallback is their expertise. It's circular reasoning. I'm an expert. I'm telling you something I'm unaware of. And because I'm unaware of it, I'm going to tell you I'm an expert. And therefore, you should believe it. You see the circle? It's the circle of stupid, stupid, smart people. may say, gosh, Fauci gate, that one, one and two masks and the origin of COVID, that's bad enough. Shockingly, it gets worse. Here's an email, uh, Fauci, on Fauci's email about possible gain-of-function research. Pay close attention to this name. Probably getting his name wrong, but Hugh Auchincloss. Pay very close attention to this. This is Fauci emailing Hugh Auchincloss from the National Institutes of Health. Fauci says, okay, stay tuned. Okay, stay tuned to what? Well, he's responding to an email Auchincloss sent to him. Auchincloss says, hey, the paper you sent me says the experiments were performed before the gain-of-function pause, quote, but have since been reviewed and approved by NIH. Not sure what that means, since Emily is sure that no coronavirus work has gone through the P3 framework. She will try to determine if we have any distant ties to this work abroad. Where is Hugh Auchincloss right now? Because Hugh Auchincloss at the NIH is on this Fauci email exchange and is clearly perturbed by the fact that we may, that we may, that we may have had a role in financing gain-of-function research that may have engineered the coronavirus from the Wuhan lab in China. You understand why this is a little bit infuriating, folks? How we've been lied to by the consortium, the evil symbiote now? It's become an evil symbiote of misinformation and disinformation. The symbiote of Facebook, social media companies, ScrewTube, government experts, liberal media people who are not remotely interested in telling you the truth and are only interested in gaslighting you. And you wonder why there are massive groups of Americans, large portions of the country that have no faith left in our institutions anymore. None. You wonder, you're curious. You're really curious why that's happening. I got to tell you, I do a lot of content, folks. The radio show and Fox, I'm doing upwards of four plus hours of content a day. I enjoy all of it. I wouldn't if I didn't. I'm here because I want to be. I can't say that enough, not because I have to be. But I've got to tell you, you know, I don't know why I'm getting like emotional. about this. I can't even figure out why. I mean this. I am not moralizing. I'm not virtue signaling here. I'm not. I just don't want you to ever think you're wasting your time here. I said from the start, Go back and listen to the shows. They're still there right when this thing hit. A little less than a year ago from this month, when this thing was for the first, you know, a lot of, actually a lot, about seven, eight months ago, when this coronavirus first broke, I said to you, ladies and gentlemen, this is not time for panic. 
This is time to take in information. It's an unknown virus. We don't know what the or not is, the infectious nature of this, the or not. And we don't know how lethal it is, the lethality rate of this virus. We don't know. We should avoid rash judgments and bold nationwide policies. They consider bold. Bold not, not judging them on their, the character of the policy, but bold given the expansive nature of it. I said we should avoid that until we have the proper information. None of that was done, folks. And when people like me said things like that, we were accused of playing the virus down. Nobody was playing it down. Millions of people died. We were just making decisions that were going to bankrupt people and destroy their lives based on limited information. And the reason we had limited information was not because the information was limited, but because the information was limited to us. We have the emails. They had the information. They were questioning masks. They were questioning the COVID origins. They were questioning gain-of-function research. It's right there. And the reason informed decisions couldn't be made by us in a constitutional republic that's supposed to be free is because experts, government bureaucrats, fake book, screw tube, and liberal jerkwads kept the information from us. It's disgusting. It's disgusting what happened. So what do we do so far? Mask, COVID origin, gain of function. All right, we got another one. We have Fauci receiving warning on gain of function in the lab leak theory. Here's another email he got here. This is heavily redacted. Where a guy says, hey, you know, dear Tony. And they go into this whole big thing about possible gain of function lab leak board that the Chinese might not be telling the truth. The warning's right there in front of you. It's from a Dr. Michael Jacobs. You can see it right there. It says, we think there was a possibility. It was released from a lab in Wuhan. Right there. Look at the date, February of 2020, ladies and gentlemen. It's right there. This is sent to Fauci's email. These are doctors. They're supposed to be experts communicating with Fauci via his government email, indicating that they have evidence here or potential evidence that it was released from a lab in Wuhan. Why was limited information limited to us? Because people like this limited the information to us. Subject, all caps, Dear Tony, Coronavirus. This wasn't like a you want to do yoga email with Mrs. Clinton. It says, subject, Dear Tony, Coronavirus. All right, I've got more. I've got two more, including the Facebook email, which now you should never trust Facebook again. Just never trust them again. Now you know why they suppress right-wing content. But then... You're our number one Facebook page. Yes, because people click the share button. Facebook does everything it can to get in my way. Trust me, you have no idea what happens behind the scenes. All right, more in a minute. Hey, Father's Day is coming up. Summer's almost here, which also means Father's Day is right around the corner. Got a great gift for you. Go out, enjoy yourself. How? With Omaha Steaks. How do you get this great deal? Go to omahasteaks.com, type Bongino in the search bar, order dad to get out and grill assortment. What's in this great assortment of fine meats and foods? 20 entrees he's guaranteed to love, like ultra-juicy burgers, plump chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and four 10-ounce butcher's cut New York strips. Mm. <laughs> These strips are aged 30 days. Why does that matter? 
Well, because age equals tenderness. You can cut their steaks with a butter knife, and they're super tender, super delicious. Plus, get four free New York Strip burgers with your order. These are ultra lean. They pack a really bold, intense flavor. Omaha Steaks isn't just steaks. The best steak of your life, guaranteed. Visit omahasteaks.com, enter keyword Bongino, and order the Get Out and Grill assortment today. Send Dad more than just a gift. Send him an experience he'll love and can share with you. And don't forget, for a limited time, get four free New York Strip burgers with your order. That's omahasteaks.com, enter keyword Bongino today. And then go send it to Dad, and then go over his house um, and eat. That's the greatest way. You can enjoy it together. All right, getting back to this, folks. They're very, this is, listen, it's a really devastating segment. I really kind of got shocked before. It's like, oh, let's be emotional. It's just getting to me because I can't, I can't even fathom the countless lives room by the bad advice we've been given by people like Dr. Fauci, who could have been a little more humble and said, hold on, locking down the economy and all of this other stuff. Let's gather the information first. Let's talk with our citizens and our constituents. I mean, he does work for the government. He technically doesn't have constituents. He's a bureaucrat. But you get the point. He's still paid for by us. Let's talk to people. Let's get businesses together. Let's find out the risk we're willing to take based on the information we have so we're all informed. Ladies and gentlemen, none of that was done. Here's an insane email. Same thread, by the way about the role of China and their lies that Fauci got. While Fauci was telling us that, you know, oh yeah, China, don't worry, they're doing, they're doing what they can. He says, the date, uh, the date posted by China is not only garbage, it's misled the world into a false sense of security with death rates, uh, the uh, age versus death and other things. In other words, Fauci again was warned by professionals that China's probably lying. You were lying. Were we told this? No, we were told, hey, no worries, folks. We got this. China's doing what they can. This last one, this doesn't toast your muffins. I don't know what will. Here's an email from Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook. His email is, of course, redacted. Zuckerberg proceeds to thank Tony Fauci. It's a long email. If you'd like to read it, rumble.com slash Bongino. You can watch the video version of our show, which we always appreciate, by the way. A lot of elements in the video that don't appear in the audio, so we appreciate that. But you can see it on the screen now. It's like, you know, a lot of butt kissing. Hey, you're doing so great, Tony. We love you. Hey, rah, rah. And he asked him to do some kind of video conference or whatever. But the most interesting part is right there. You reading it? <laughs> if you're watching a rumble, you kind of get the joke. He was kind enough to highlight the part because it's all redacted. It says, what is the word? Finally? Yeah, finally. That, that's, that's it. Finally, and then everything's redacted in that paragraph. Why is that interesting? Zuckerberg's emailing something to Fauci the government deems worthy of a redaction. Now, it's not the standard, you know, deliberation stuff. Hat tip Phil Kirpin for pointing this out, by the way. I always have to give credit. When the government redacts things and they think it's classified and you shouldn't see it, keep in mind, it's an email from Mark Zuckerberg. It's not an email from Gina Haspel at the CIA. It's an email from Mark Zuckerberg. That's the full, a whole paragraph's redacted. Typically, when they redact things, folks, little inside baseball, they'll cite in a footnote, oh, it's redacted because of deliberations. In other words, Internal deliberations are not, uh, you know, subjected to the FOIA. But that's not why this part is redacted. 
This part in the Zuckerberg email is redacted because of, quote, some kind of trade secret here. What is Zuckerberg proposing to Anthony Fauci here in March of 2020? That's some kind of a trade secret. Huh? Is Fauci telling him about their little internal Facebook algorithm methods for getting rid of information that they classify as misinformation, which may in fact be fact? Is that what Fauci's doing? Aren't, aren't you kind of curious about that, folks? What trade secret was Mark Zuckerberg sharing with Dr. Fauci? I'd like to know. Inquiring minds would like to know. I'd like to know that. Wouldn't you? I'd like to know exactly what trade secret Mark Zuckerberg was proposing to Fauci. We should demand today that that is unredacted. This is a private citizen. Mark Zuckerberg emailing a government official and the, about the most significant worldwide plague of our time. And yet the redaction stands because of some trade secret. We're not allowed to see if we're not allowed to see it. What's the point of a FOIA freedom of information act? What's the point of the act at all? You should be asking the same question I'm asking right now. And I know many of you are probably going through your head right now. Is the government working with the private sector to use their technology to advance disinformation and misinformation and suppress the truth? How much exactly of this, the efficacy or lack thereof of masks, the COVID origin, which seems to have been hidden from us, the China lying, the possibility of gain of function research contributing to this, how much of that was kept quiet because of, quote, trade secrets? You're probably thinking to yourself right now, this can't possibly get worse. Oh, yes, it does. No worries there. Article in my newsletter today by Sarah Westwood, Washington Examiner. Key figure in Wuhan research thanked Dr. Fauci for downplaying the lab leak hypothesis. Here's that Peter Daszak again. Remember him from 60 Minutes? Involved with the EcoHealth Alliance. Peter Daszak was involved with this group. It was a research group, and they secured a grant to perform coronavirus research in Wuhan before the pandemic. Oh, that's interesting. So they got money to perform this kind of research in Wuhan, this group Daszak's involved in. He's the president of it. And Daszak wrote to Fauci in April of last year, quote, to say a personal thank you on behalf of our staff and collaborators after Fauci dismissed the idea that the pandemic started to a lab accident due to a lab accident in Wuhan, despite the fact that Fauci was warned via email of a possible lab accident in Wuhan. And, and you wondered, you had to go see like a heart doctor yesterday because I've had some like heart issues going on. I'm okay. I promise I'm okay. I promise. I might have been a bit of a hypochondriac. You know, the whole cancer scare will do that. to me. I'm good. But I really do need to control my heart rate. I'm going to start meditating or something. But doesn't this kind of stuff piss you off? How does it not? If you're a business owner in one of the northeastern states or elsewhere who was totally wiped out. If you're someone who's been forced to wear and discard, at this point, potentially thousands of masks Increasing the risk, according to University of Louisville research, not my words, of bacterial infection in your mouth uh, and elsewhere through broken barriers and dehydration. 
You've been told all of this was true and it's better for you. Just listen to us. We're the smart people. You were told if you dared say that a Wuhan coronavirus lab that studies coronaviruses and had a history of safety problems could have leaked it. You were told you were a moron and the smart people told you were a moron. How do you feel right now knowing that they knew or knew portions of this early on and kept it from you? And you wonder why faith in our institutions is entirely, completely collapsed. Kind of world we live in today, man. All right, let's get to some better news. There's a lot going on. You know what? Let me get to my um, third sponsor here. We're going to get to uh, some better news because I, this is really depressing me and I don't want to be depressed today. I feel good. It's the middle of the week. It's hump day. You know, it's the summer. Economy's coming back despite the awful Joe Biden presidency. And we still wake up every morning in the greatest country in the history of humankind at the greatest time to ever be alive. So in the end, <laughs> we win. And I am a believer in the almighty. So. I don't want to be depressed today. We're going to talk about some good stuff here in a second. Hey, when I heard about paintyourlife.com, I thought that's a really good gift idea. And I'm kind of always struggling for gift ideas. Everybody in my family is getting one of these. Why? Because it's a really meaningful gift. You know, there's a lot of rinky-dink chunk out there. You buy, people are like, oh, I love it. And then they chuck it. Not this. Try paintyourlife.com. What do you, well, what do you get? You get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo, any photo at a truly affordable price. You got some great family photo you like? Photo with your dog, photo with your family and your dog, photo with your neighbors, photo with your kids, photo on the river, photo on the sea, doesn't matter. You get to choose from a team of world-class artists and you work with them until every detail's perfect. User-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made, hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's really simple. We did it. Get a hand-painted portrait delivered about three weeks. You can send any picture of yourself, your kids, your family. You can even combine photos into one painting. It makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. Father's Day gift, too. It's meaningful, personal, and can be cherished forever. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. You don't love the final painting? Your money's refunded. Guaranteed. No problems. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right. 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word DAN to 64000. That's DAN to 64000. Text DAN to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Cherish them forever. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text Dan to 64,000. Really cool gift. Father's Day coming up. All right, Guy. Ski's favorite segment. Ron Desnati strikes again. Ron DeSantis strikes again. He is now protecting women. He is the most uh, pro-woman candidate for governor pro-women's jobs, pro-women's health care, pro-women's uh, school choice for their kids. Ron DeSantis, yeah, pro-woman. Well, we were told by Democrats, Ron DeSantis doesn't like women. Yeah, because you believe, it's just like you believed Fauci and all this other stuff. You're a liberal. I'm sorry you live in a fantasy land. But here's Ron DeSantis yesterday protecting women in Florida. Check this out. I can tell you this. In Florida, you know, girls are going to play girls sports and boys are going to play boys sports. That's what we're doing. And we're going to make sure that that's the reality. What'd you say, Guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's asking, why? Wasn't I supposed to hear that? No, I heard everything. I even heard you Ron DeSantis strikes again. I love that. My personal fave. You know, I had a conversation on my local affiliate for my radio show, WF, the great WFTL here in South Florida. We love WFTL. I told them I'd go to their Christmas party if they had one. 
And uh, they asked me this morning, you know, listen, if Ron DeSantis runs for president, this could be a big loss for Florida. I said, I'm, I'm not sure, folks. Hear me out on this. I know Floridians are like, Dan, don't tell him to run for president. We could lose him in Florida. Listen, I, one, it depends, obviously, what Donald Trump's going to do. Okay, Donald Trump will clear the field instant, the minute he declares. But say he doesn't. I don't know, whatever reason. Say Donald Trump doesn't uh, say he's going to run. Or says he's not going to run, excuse me, more precisely stated. I wonder sometimes, is the benefit to Florida residents, in, in, you know, let's do NBA terms, in net present value, um, is it greater with Ron DeSantis as governor enacting policies that really only affect Florida in a de facto sense, in the, the de jure sense, excuse me, maybe not de facto because other governors take note. Had that backwards there a bit. Or is the benefit to Floridians greater having a powerful voice like that in the White House? I honestly don't know. I'd be interested in your input on that. But right now, he is by far the best governor in the country. I don't even think there's a close second place. I honestly believe that. We'll be doing these Ron DeSantis strikes against segments often. <laughs> and maybe one of these days, he'll come on the show. I, there's a rumor, a rumor, and I don't know if it's true. I'm not trying to tease it. Fox will probably kill me for saying this, but what the hell. There's, he may come on my Saturday night show, my show on Fox, if in case you haven't heard. Starts this Saturday night, June 5th, 10 p.m. I'm taking the place of the old Greg Gutfeld show. Please go to your DVR. Set it now. We'll be making an announcement about the name of the show, hopefully by tomorrow. I think you'll like it. Um, I hope because I don't know. I, I There's a rumor. Maybe. I'm not sure. If he does, great. If he can't, I totally understand. He's very busy. But uh, if he comes on, I'll ask him what he thinks about our segment. Ron DeSantis strikes again. Maybe he'll use it. Gee, can you send his team to the liner, please? Maybe they'll use it in campaign. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I think that's an in-kind contribution. We probably can't do that. All right. More good news. Although it may be framed as bad news, it really is good news. Uh, Joe Biden caught lying again. The Joe Biden lies are finally, finally coming out. And the Biden team is now being forced publicly to admit they're unrepentant. Like, they lie about everything. Biden's not a good guy. I want to hear your... He's the Scranton kid fighting Joe, whatever. Joe's a fraud. His family's corrupt. They've been corruptocrats forever. He's a total sellout. He's got caught plagiarizing stuff. Joe Biden has the character of a jellyfish. I don't want to hear any nonsense. Well, he sounds really nice. I, cute, what did I tell you yesterday? Cutesy time is over. You want to do cutesy time? But he sounds like a nice guy. He kisses babies. I don't want him kissing my baby, number one. It's kind of disgusting. But secondly, I don't care about any of that stuff. I care about what he does. And this guy and his administration are liars. So the big there's a big lie with Biden, but there's actually three big lies with Biden. I, no joke. I had to cross it out. The segment, I you know, I write notes, keep in my head. There's, the prompter here is only like cues. There's no... There's no, like, text in the prompter for me. It's all out of my melon. But I do take notes because I want to get points across. And I don't want to miss it. And I have this called uh, Biden liars finally forced to admit they're lying. And then I had, here are the two big lies. I'm not kidding. It's not a joke for the show. I had to cross out two and put the three. It's right there. Can you see that? Two big lies. <laughs> I had to cross two because there's three big lies. Well, what are they? Let's go through them one by one and show you now how the Biden team is in a really, really bad way. First, Biden told us, and I'll show you the video evidence. He told us he's not going to raise your taxes if you're middle class. I, folks, I got the, uh, you know, listen, the evidence is everywhere. Second, this is where we're going to produce some video. 
Trump told us he didn't cut. He told us also that the Trump tax cuts were only for the 1%. He also told us lie number three, that Trump didn't cut middle-class taxes. Those are his three big lies that he's now being forced to come to terms with. Now, this is odd. Because if big lie number one is Joe Biden saying he's not going to raise your middle-class taxes, then why would Kamala Harris and Joe Biden already have admitted to wanting to raise your middle-class taxes in a debate? Why wouldn't you know that if you were a liberal? Why would you as a liberal knowingly, because if you ever debate liberals, they will swear to you Joe Biden has said, Austin, Austin, what, where does this come from? Austin ghouls me. I was filling in for Hannity on Friday. And thank you, by the way, for the great ratings. I was on the five and we were number one in the demo. And on Hannity, we were number three, which is really cool. You all are awesome. Thank you for your support. It means a lot. If you tune in Saturday night, I'll really appreciate it. If we can blow it out there, it would be great. But thank you. And Austin Goolsby, who is a uh, liberal economist from the University of, I believe, Chicago, swore to me that Biden has said, no, we're not going to raise middle class taxes and that he's not going to. Really? Well, here's Kamala Harris in the worst fake Southern accent I've ever seen, which has been noted by everyone on my production staff admitting they're going to raise your taxes, and yet you've heard none of this because Goolsby and others keep telling us for some bizarre reason it's not going to happen. Check this out. Because you see, Fayetteville, when we get this thing done on Tuesday, Joe Biden and I are about to get rid of that tax bill. What is with the Democrats and the fake accents? You see, Fayetteville, that's not how she talks. She's from California. Isn't this offensive pandering? I'm just asking. What if I did that? Just started randomly making up accents. I mean, oh my gosh. The libs who watch my show, they're obsessed with it. They watch it every day. It's really weird, right? They would be all over it in their liberal rag outlets, you know, the Daily Coast and whatever. They'd be like, racist, right? Fake accent. When Democrats do it, it's, it's celebrate. What is with the fake accent? Kamala Harris just said it. They're getting rid of the Trump tax cuts, which were for you. That goes into big line number two. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, Cisse Poadway. Yeah, that was uh, Jill Biden, right? Cisse Poadway. You mean Cisse Puede? Like, you don't even speak Spanish. You don't even... What's Poadway? What is that? Is that like some food compilation we miss? Cisse Poadway. Yes, we make Poadway? What does that mean? What's a puede? It's like a conjugation of poder, right? Poder. Si se puede. Uh, my Spanish is not very good, but I know it's not si se puede. Here's Joe Biden himself, because you may be saying, ah, oh, Dan, Kamala, she's the vice president. She could have been lying that they were going to dump the Trump tax cuts, therefore raising your taxes. Here's Joe Biden admitting it in the debate himself. Check this out. I'm going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts, and we're going to I'm going to eliminate those tax okay. cuts and make sure that we invest in the people who, in fact, need the help. People out there need help. All right, there it is. I mean, I don't know how much more evidence we have to present to the liberals, but let's go through this quickly. So there it is. Uh, Biden lie number one. He's not going to raise your taxes while simultaneously admitting to raising your taxes. Biden lie number two. Hey, Trump didn't cut middle class taxes. These were for the one percent. We'll get to that next. Um, well, here's Investopedia. If you want to check that out, it's in yesterday's newsletter if you'd like to check it out. Investopedia, I, I chose this deliberately because it's a, not a political website. It's an investment website. It's not conservopedia or liberopedia. It is a nonpartisan site that simply explains economics in, uh, and investing. Explaining the Trump tax reform plan, David Floyd, April 2021. 
So if Biden's right, he consistently said, and I'll show you in a minute in case you doubt this, that no, no, the Trump tax cuts were only for the 1%. You would think you were middle class. You didn't get a tax cut. Well, how is that, given that Investopedia explains here that the top rate fell from 39.6 to 37? Okay, the rich got a tax cut. Eh, they're, you know, rich, but a little bit less rich than the top. They got a 33% bracket. They dropped to 32 now we're into the middle class brackets right here. So again, Biden said that the middle class got no tax cut. Let's just look at the numbers and debunk that nonsense immediately because it's so easy. So the upper middle class, their tax rate before Trump was 28%. It fell to 24%. The middle middle class, their tax rate was 25%. It fell to 22%. Hey, Joe, do you got Donnie Brasco? Can you cue Donnie up for me? I may need that after this last one. And then at the lower end of the middle class, the 15% bracket fell to 12%. What are you going to do? Hmm. That's bizarre. Biden swore to us a couple of things. Again, there's so many lies here. You're probably having a tough time keeping track of the lies. You're telling me Biden said he wasn't going to raise middle class taxes while simultaneously claiming Trump didn't cut your middle class taxes while also claiming he's going to dump the Trump tax cuts and not raise taxes on the middle class. You understand how all of those things can exist in the same universe? It's not possible. Here's an article in The Blaze. New York York Times exposes Biden's plan to raise taxes on the lower and middle income Americans to pay for a massive $6 trillion budget, breaking his repeated promises to not raise taxes on the middle class. How is he going to do this, folks? They're going to do it by a little trickery and the media will help, I'm sure. Maybe they'll throw Fauci in the mix. Who knows? They're going to say, we're not raising taxes. We're just allowing the Trump tax cuts to expire. But folks, that's raising tax. I just read you the rates. Here's a quote from the New York Times covered in the blaze piece because I'm not linking to the New York Times. Sorry, this is in the newsletter. The documents forecast that Biden and Congress will allow tax cuts for low and middle class income Americans signed into law by Trump to expire in 2025. I, the, the Times and others, they agree, didn't they agree with the leftists? Trump never cut middle class taxes? How is this possible? If Trump didn't cut taxes for the middle class, then how the hell is allowing them to expire a hike on the middle class? I'll wait a second. Oh, wait, can you all think about this, please? Because liberal and conservatives are like, Dan, I, I, I get it. It's obvious. Liberals are still confused. They're like, so what? If he allows the Trump tax cuts to expire, it's not going to affect us middle class. Biden told us we didn't get a tax cut. Yeah, I'm sorry you're an idiot. I'm really sorry you can't do basic homework. You got a massive tax cut. So lie number one, Biden's not going to raise your taxes. He's going to. Lie number two, Trump didn't cut taxes for the middle class. He did. And lie number three is Trump tax cuts. They went to the 1%. Oh, that's kind of two sub A. They did? What if I told you that the one percenters, those evil one percenters the left hates, that they actually paid more taxes after the tax cuts in terms of percentage? You'd be like, oh, my gosh, my world is about to collapse. I'm a liberal. Everything I've been told is a lie. Yes, everything you've been told is, in fact, a lie. Before I get to that, let me get to my last sponsor, Alliance Defending Freedom. It's important. I want to play a video of Thomas Sowell on the other side of this break, too. Explains it beautifully, as he always does. Tried to get him on the show Saturday. I don't think it's going to work out. I'm going to try to get him back in another show. 
I don't know if Charlotte's supposed to even be saying all this, but unless someone at Fox tells me otherwise, I think it's okay. <laughs> I, you know, they want to keep like a surprise element to the show. You know what I'm saying? Want to like, boom, you see the show, like, look at all these great guests. Well, who knows? I never listen anyway. Hey, you want to take a minute and go to adflegal.org slash Dan. After they tell you this story, it'd be really important because as a father, it hits home. It's really awful what her kids have been subjected to with the mask wearing. But for one girl, it got worse. Her name is Lydia. She was told she couldn't wear her mask because it said, quote, Jesus loves me, claiming it was a school policy. Why other kids could wear BLM masks or sports teams logos. This is a disgrace, by the way, that this happened. Thankfully, we have the Alliance Defending Freedom out there defending your rights when it matters. Listen, it doesn't matter people defending rights when rights aren't challenged. They're out there now getting it done. ADF is a nonprofit legal organization that defends religious freedom and free speech. How are they able to do this? Because of your generosity. More and more, we're seeing government officials across the country threatening your freedom of speech. It's time to stand up for your rights. Don't wait anymore. We have to do, not talk. Today it's Lydia. Tomorrow it could be you. Go to adflegal.org slash Dan now. Make your tax-deductible donation uh, your gift today. Make it today, please. Alliance Defending Freedom wins nearly 80% of its cases. This is money well spent. And together we can defend liberty and the values that made our country great. Go to adflegal.org slash Dan, adflegal.org slash Dan. Go today. It do matters. Thank you. Okay. Well, let's get to the third lie here. Trump, uh, the Trump tax cuts only went to the top 1%. That's just fake, false, you made it up. You're just liars. I mean, you're really just unrepentant, phony, fake liars. But before we get to that, here's a quick little Thomas Sowell clip. They're always great. Describing how this whole tax the rich thing never works and how the left is, as with everything else, um, as Guy said this morning, they have adamantium skulls coated in Wolverine-like adamantium to prevent facts from getting in. Um, how they're just immune to evidence on what tax cuts and tax hikes for the, quote, rich actually do. Check this out. Uh, those of the left often act as if uh, human beings are just like inert blocks of wood or like chess pieces that you can move around on the, on the chessboard to put wherever you want to carry out some grand design. But, of course, people react to, to these things. Now, it's a theory. It's a hypothesis. And you could test it. Almost never is it tested. People then, people instead say, oh, you just want to give tax cuts to the rich. It's just, I mean, it's just comical. It's, 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 it's hilarious that the left who claims constantly to be combating disinformation and misinformation, to be on the side of tolerance and facts, we're the party of science, how the left, it's not just that they're not the party of science once in a while. It's that they're not the party of science, facts, and data ever on any issue, ever. Masks, business closures, coronavirus, lab leaks, Spygate, Hunter Biden, taxes, health care, school choice. They're almost never on the side of science, facts, or data anywhere. I challenge any leftist. I'm not messing around. Let's put out the challenge right now. Any leftist watching this show, I challenge you to refute what Sowell just said. That cutting taxes and hiking taxes on the wealthy, the 1%, whatever you want to call them. Some of you may say, well, the wealthy are the top 10%. Fine, whatever. However you want to categorize them, I'll leave that up to you. 
I want you to think about this rationally. Is what he said sane or insane? He's making a simple point that tax cuts for the rich, however you define them, the 1%, the 10%, have been done in the past. What happened after those tax cuts is a matter of historical record. Record, we can look at what happened. When we cut or hike taxes, was more tax money raised or less tax money raised? We can look at it. In other words, it's a testable hypothesis. Here's what we did and here's what happened. Why is it that you consistently ignore the results of this policy and refuse to talk about the facts and the data behind what's actually happened when you've engaged in the same policy? The answer is because you're uncomfortable with the answer and you're the anti-science, anti-facts party. Just admit it and cut the BS. Want to see a great piece? By the way, this guy, Andy Puzder, is a genius. He'll be on my show my radio show on Friday. He'll be our guest. I mean, today we got Jason Ranch from the great KTTH radio station in Seattle. Good friend of mine. We're talking about wokeism in the Seattle Park. <laughs> what? Seattle Park? Listen to the radio show today. 12 noon Eastern. You can go to Bongino.com and click listen radio if you can't find a local station. Real clear. This is a must read. Please go to my newsletter today and read this. Please. I'm humbly and with the greatest of respect. Beg. Can I beg? I'm begging you please to read this. Please, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Read it, screenshot it, keep it on your home screen. It says Biden and the 1%. That's the title of the article by the great Andy Puzder. There's a couple factual conclusions here Andy Puzder comes to. He says, listen, when the Trump tax cuts reduce the effective income tax rates for all income groups, even the middle class, the top 1% experienced no windfall. That's right, folks. No windfall. Rather, according to the most recent IRS income tax data, the top 1% of taxpayers paid $616 billion in 2018, roughly the same amount they paid in 2017 before the tax cuts. But the bottom 99% paid $65 billion less. She says some windfall. If the Trump tax cuts were a tax cut for the rich, it was the weirdest one in history. Folks, again, I know these facts are deeply disturbing if you're a leftist, but as Thomas Sowell just eloquently said in that piece, this is a testable hypothesis. The rich did get a tax cut in the Trump tax cut. So did everyone else outside of the bottom uh, quintile. Everyone got a tax cut outside of that. And you know what's weird? The rich paid more and the bottom 99% paid less. So how was that a windfall for the 1%? I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm, is this a fair question? I'm a, is this confusing to leftists out there? The 1% paid more, not less? You understand that's testable, right? You can go look at the data. So you may say, well, Dan, as a percentage of their income, the rich, that was nothing. Oh, well, you'd be wrong again because you just don't know what you're talking about. Here's another screenshot from Puzzler's piece. In 2018, after the tax cuts, while the top 1% share of adjusted gross income declined slightly to 20.9% from 21 and 2017, its share of the income tax burden increased to 40% from 38.5. He says, well, fair there is in the eye of the beholder. But consider this. The top 1% share of taxes paid nearly doubles its share of income. For more fair share perspective, consider that in 2018, the top 1% paid more in income taxes than the bottom 90% of taxpayers combined. 
So when you say to your liberal friends, you know what's really weird, liberal friend? You keep saying Trump tax, that Trump tax cuts were for the 1%. The 1% paid more after the tax cuts. The bottom 99% paid less. So what you're saying is actually the opposite because you're really not that bright. They're going to come back and say in their most ridiculous liberal voice, but as a share of income, um, actually as a share of income, uh, the top 1% paid double the amount of money they actually earned. They earned about 20% of income and paid 40% of the tax loss. I mean, do you, do you guys ever have a point leftist ever? Or do you just make up everything? Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not arguing or shilling for anyone. I'm not telling you, oh, the rich are great, the poor. I'm not telling you. I'm just telling you on this show, we actually do facts. And if we're going to do informed public decision making, maybe we should be informed by the facts and not leftist media hyperbolic nonsense garbage. One more from this piece. The greatest irony of all the Trump tax cuts, that the rich actually paid more and the bottom 99% paid less. One of the other great ironies is liberals are deeply offended that the rich paid more. Dan, you screwed that up. Hold on, you're going to have to edit that out. Just kidding. Don't edit that out because it's true. Dan, you mean conservatives wanted the rich to pay less. No, 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 no. Liberals do. That can't be, Dan. Liberals and all, they, they always want the rich. No, no, that's not happening, folks. Trump tax cuts, they dumped a lot of deductions, including one of them called the SALT deduction. I get it. A lot of upper middle class folks got trapped by this too. I get your emails. I hear you. I'm not for you paying higher taxes. I'm simply suggesting a fact. One of the deductions that largely, not all, but largely benefits wealthy people was called the state and local tax deduction, SALT. Trump scrapped it, making the tax code cleaner. And what happened after he did that? That $480 billion of that increase, that the capping the deduction for SALT at $10,000 was responsible for a $480 billion of that decrease that some people paid in taxes, 59%. But it's weird. Biden supports restoring the SALT deduction, even though the deduction benefits mostly upper-income taxpayers. He says he wants the tax. Why would he want to do that? The answer is because he's a total fake, a fake fraud and phony. That's why. This is incredible. All right, we have time for this. You know what? We're going to have to get to it tomorrow. I have so much stuff going on right now. You know what? Let's just play it. We'll tease it for them. We'll do it again tomorrow. I got to play this. And I'll get to the Washington Post stuff tomorrow, too, because it's so bad. It's just so bad how Pravda, the Washington Post democracy dies in the darkness. Washington Post is creating the darkness themselves. But this is our holy, this is racist. There's no beat button on the show, so I have to beat myself. This is from Joe Biden yesterday. And we'll play it again tomorrow because I want to talk about it in terms of a larger context conversation. This is an unedited quote of Joe Biden yesterday claiming that not even I can't believe this is real. Joe, this is real, right? I said it is real. Like, Joe, you didn't mess with it, right? This is not like Joe inserting his Biden voice in there. Listen to this. Here's Joe Biden on video claiming black entrepreneurs, I don't know, can't afford accountants or lawyers or don't know accountants or lawyers. How this isn't racist, I have absolutely no idea. Check this out. The data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance as white entrepreneurs are. 
but they don't have lawyers. They don't have they, they, they don't have accountants, but they have great ideas. I, I've got more on this. I'll get to tomorrow. It's, it's, it's really just stunning. I mean, absolutely stunning how racist the liberals are. All right, folks, that was a loaded show. It was a lot of information. Fauci gave us a big story. The tax story is a huge story. Listen, I get it. 50% of you like the economic stuff. 50% of you are, you know, iffy on it. I get it. But it's important. It's critical. I wouldn't put it on my show and risk your, your, your loyal listenership or viewership if I didn't think it matters. We have to be able to win these deba debates and crack through the disinformation crowd. And the only way to do it is to hammer information over and over and over again until it's at the tip of the tongue right away. We can't lose the information war. The truth matters. Hey, thanks for tuning in again. Please set your DVR. My show starts this Saturday night, 10 p.m. Fox News, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Really appreciate it. And uh, subscribe to our Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. See you all later on the radio show. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen.